just river kids Picking up stones like David did Watching them long necks break off a freight train bridge We went to church in a Detroit car Our daddies drank draft at the local bar With an aching back just like old granddad did And we like cold cake beer Fixing up trucks Old bird dogs and the woman we love Maxwell has steaming out of a coffee cup We say our prayers send them to the sky Bust our banks barely getting by Carolina to California up to Illinois Yeah, there's guys like us Blue-collar boys Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Marcus Show Bro, I am your host, as I am every single time Marcus himself, and as always, I am brought to you with my number two, my partner in crime, the Colt McCoys to my Peyton Hillis, Ryan. Ooh. Ryan, buddy, how's it going? Good, Mark. Uh, that 2010 Browns uh, shout-out. I love it. 2010 the Browns. the biggest one-year wonder ever in Peyton Hillis. Yeah, remember when he was, like, awesome? Remember when he was, like, yeah. the, the best thing in the NFL? He dropped off so fast. Yeah. He did. He did. Uh, I thought he was going to be great for forever. Shout out, like, he he gave white white running backs everywhere, like, so much yeah. hope. Um, but then it was all for naught. I mean, it was. It's just crazy how quick he fell off, like, after mm-hmm. that. Like, yeah. he had a contract dispute the next year, and then he was literally out of the league four years later. Like, <laughs> which is so crazy. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. But, hey, that's that's the way this league works, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that right. It's hard to have sustained uh, sustained success, but um, Ryan, they're here. The NBA Finals are here. It's set. Um, we got a what looked like it wasn't going to be a thrilling final game uh, to begin with, and then the Heat made it very close in the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals. Um, I was really pulling for the Heat. I, I was, was really too. pulling for the Heat because um, it would actually give me some rooting interest in this year's mm-hmm. Finals. Yeah. Um, but what were you gonna say? The only thing I really want to touch about that game is: Do you agree with Jimmy Butler pulling up there? Absolutely, one hundred and fifty thousand percent. Because it well, it's easy to second guess it because he missed it. Because I mm-hmm. asked Matt that, but if you realize, like, it, yeah, he probably would have made a layup, but the game would have been tied, and Boston would have had a chance to basically send it. Would have had the last shot no matter what. Well, and he's he's the best player on the court for them. Yeah. Like he's it doesn't matter if he's not a great three. He went shooter. for the win, which is yes. what you want to do in that situation. Yeah. He you have to you have to trust your guy. You gotta mm-hmm. trust your guy. And I think that's what they did. So yeah, no, I'm a, a billion percent on the side of Jimmy Butler yeah. take the shot. Um but you know, it was all for naught, and now we have the Boston Celtics versus the uh Golden State Warriors, have you, as you've mentioned many times, you have no interest in this. This is kind of your worst nightmare scenario for an NBA yeah. Finals. I'll still watch the game, though, <laughs> but I, as I told you, I'm rooting for a tie. Yeah. And and we'll get into, like, uh, by the end of, of the show, we'll get into, like, our actual real predictions on, on what we think is going to happen and uh, how we kind of see the series going and everything like that. 
Um, but to start off with, like before, now we're recording this uh, before we're actually uh, the NBA finals are started. So um, by the time this comes yeah. out, obviously when this comes out, the game will already happen. Yeah. Game will already have happened, but uh, kind of a fun. Now I, I cannot take full credit for this idea. I always give credit where credit's due um, on the Thursday episode of uh, Ryan Rosillo's show. He kind of did a little bit of the same thing, but I thought it'd be fun for us to go back and forth with questions. And I, I left it very broad and I asked you to come up with three questions and I came up with three questions and we kind of discussed them. Okay, so uh, we're not just looking for my answer. I want your answer as well on your questions and vice versa. Um, and so we'll go through that and then kind of give our predictions at the end. What do you say? Do you want, do you, who, do you want me to go first? Or do you want to go first? I'll let you go first this time. Okay. Um, my first question is this and, and kind of just get our brains moving. Who do you think could win the NBA, uh, uh, the MVP for the finals um, from both sides? not named Steph or Tatum. Ooh, well, Jalen Brown's an easy cop out for Boston. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'd give it to Al Horford too. Horford has come up quite, he's come up in big moments when they've needed him this year in, in yeah. the playoffs, especially. And for Golden State, obviously Clay Thompson's an easy choice, but I'm going to also say uh, Jordan Poole. Okay. Or even Andrew Wiggins. Okay. Wiggins uh, has actually been very good in this final. Wiggins has been really, really good. I think I, I was going to say Golden State, Clay um, Thompson as well, uh, too, would be my answer for that. Um, I do like that you brought up Wiggins, though, because Wiggins played really, really well the uh, last couple games uh, against Dallas in the Western Conference Finals. Um, it, he, he was really, really effective for them. So I think that's a really good answer on that side. I'm going to say I'm going to stick with Clay. I, I know that you said that's a cop-out, and I kind of do agree it's a cop-out. But yeah. to me, there's there's no other player on the court that has to play extremely, extremely well for Golden State to win another championship besides Clay Thompson. I agree. Um, I agree. Because of, you know, his ability to stretch the floor even more and his name and star power – it then makes things not only easier for Steph, but it makes things easier for anybody else he's on the floor with. And if he's really not hitting his shots, he doesn't demand that same respect. You know what I mean? So um, yeah. I'm going to stick with Clay, but I do – I really like your answer of of, uh, of Wiggins right there. Poole is a good one as well, but I think Eileen Moore Wiggins would probably be my third option on that one. Um, and I'm actually going to say for Boston, Marcus Smart. And I think a lot of it may go That's into. A good choice. Yeah. I think for me, smart. What it goes into is almost like an Iguodala situation in 2015. Yeah. Where mm -hmm. Iguodala was the most important guy on the court because he was guarding LeBron James. Uh, Marcus Smart might be the most important guy on the court because he's guarding Steph Curry. Curry. Uh, right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and if he does, I mean, he he's just on and off with his scoring. Like, you know, I think that we look a lot at that who scores the most points in a series it you know uh should be the mvp but um and i don't how do you feel let's go back to this how do you feel about now not to open any wounds but iguodala getting that finals mvp do you agree with it disagree with it obviously you I gotta mean, you gotta disconnect yourself from the fact that it happened to the Cavs. you know yeah it was seven years ago which is mm. mind-blowing yeah um I mean, you know, he hit some big shots for them. I mean, as great as Steph was in the regular season, he wasn't all that great in the finals mm -hmm. 
I mean, he had his moments, but he just – I think the Cavs did a good job on him. But Iguodala was the guy who seemed to kill the Cavs, like, just on a consistent basis. Like, when the Warriors went small, like, they started Iguodala and they made Draymond play center. The Cavs basically put Mozgov – basically, they were just daring – Iguodala's not a great shooter. They were basically leaving Iguodala open, just saying, beat us. Kind of what uh, Golden State did with Tony Allen earlier in, this, in the playoffs. But unlike – Tony Allen, Iguodala was actually knocking down threes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so, sorry, my brain was going in. So a, a kind of second question off of that, um, you know, the Martians have a gun pointed at the earth. Uh, you got one shot, one guy to take it. Um, who are you taking? You're gonna pull. You're gonna say what Max Kellerman said. <laughs> I'm taking Iguodala. Yeah, that's the only thing I could uh. think during that time. I'm so sorry. My brain immediately <laughs> went to that because um, every time I hear his name, I just think I'm taking Iguodala. Um, <laughs> it's the dumbest thing ever. Uh, it is. But no, I, I do. That's the reason I, I brought up Marcus Smart as well because, um, and again, shout out my guy Rosillo. A lot of my NBA knowledge and background knowledge comes from him. Um, he brought up a good point as well that, uh, you know, in the last series, Smart was guarding Butler, who Butler physically was a lot bigger and more could could kind of back Smart down. Mm-hmm. Um, Smart is going to have that physical ability against Curry a little bit more. Yeah, um, and that's the thing with Curry because he's a pretty small guy. You get physical with them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, yeah, he'd be my one for Boston if it's not Tatum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say I would probably say smart. I guess my first question is so a little similar. It's a, similar to what yours was, but a little different, I guess. Mm-hmm. Kind of tying into what you brought from Marcus Smart, and it's can Boston slow down Stephen Clay? Yeah, I. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess it just kind of looks at: Do you trust their defense more than you trust Golden State's offense? Yeah, um, I think that we're going to see spurts of it. I don't think it can happen consistently. I agree. T- to win full games, they're going to have to do it. Yes. Um, now, I do I think it's going to happen in full games? Again, I lean more toward it depends on what's, what Cur- or Clay does, not Curry. You know what I right. mean? So yeah. um, I'm going to say right now, no. I'm going to say no. I, I don't think that their defense – if you're talking about consistently doing it, and it depends on your definition of consistent, right. uh, I just think that Golden State right now is in this pocket of – like Curry is playing really, really good ball again. Clay mm-hmm. is now starting to get his legs underneath him. Right. And it really depends on – what the matchups are for Boston and Boston knowing they're going to have to sell out on defense if they want to win a championship. So what do you say? Yeah, I agree with that. And Golden State also has so many different guys who can beat you. Like Mm -hmm. you focus so much on Steph and Clay. They still got Jordan Poole has been great throughout the playoffs. Andrew Wiggins is probably playing the best basketball of his career here in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Even Draymond's capable of having, you know, game seven, 2016, where he, Start out like six for six from three. Like he had yeah. like 30, 30 something points. Like it's, I, I, you can't count on Draymond to do that on a consistent basis just because 
that's just not his game, but mm-hmm. he's capable of doing that, you know. And I mean, they also have like, you know, Otto Porter Jr., even though he's not supposed to play tonight in tonight's yeah. game, uh, he's capable of having some his offensive spurt. Same with Jonathan uh, Kuminja, double zero. Yes. I'd probably butcher yeah, his yeah. last name. And even Gary Payton Jr., who's supposed to play tonight, he's capable of well, having a. And aren't they like, getting aren't they getting Wiseman back at some point during this series? Well, they they they, they could be. I, I don't out, know. Out. Now I now you say that another another big question I have is who who is his name is slipping me guy for the Celtics that plays center um, that is really good defensively Robert Williams Robert Williams yes who's been injured on and off. Um, I think that a lot of that, going back to your question, I think Robert Williams plays a bigger role in what's going on in the center of the court and stopping the drives from Curry, which doesn't allow Curry to get space on the three and all of those kind of things. So I think his health and status in this series matters a ton, not because of what he's going to do on the low block with guys like Draymond or any of the other bigs that um, Golden State's going to throw at them. I think it matters more based on stopping of the drives being down on the low block to not allow those three pointers to open up with Steph and Clay. Does that make sense? Yes. No, I agree with you. So, and, and I don't know if Wiseman is actually coming I don't back. Think he, I, 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 I'm not counting on that. I haven't I'm, heard anything about that. I'm not either, but it does seem like Golden State is getting healthier at the yes. right time at least but, at least having bench guys but i i wouldn't count on wiseman make like playing a big role just because he hasn't played like in over a year like mm-hmm. he's not gonna, his legs will probably aren't gonna be under him and, and even if he does play i don't think he'll be that like Effect, yeah effective. effective yeah yeah that's what i, I mean why would they even throw him into that situation exactly like, you know so um but as good of a player as he is he's still like developing it's not like you can just plug him in there like He's almost not that important, but he is at the same time, if you get yes, what I mean. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, so here's my second question. You ready? Mm-hmm. Which coach's legacy is heightened more with a win between Steve Kerr and Udoka? Oh, man. That's almost kind of an unfair question because Udoka, I don't even – that's probably the first time I'm no, you're good. his name. Um, he's just a first-year coach, so it's almost like – it's a win-win for him. Even if he wins his first year, great. Even if he loses, it's like, hey, he had such a great year. You know, he's they're going to be back. You know, just saying that. I mean, we don't yeah. actually know, but um, obviously, I think for Steve Kerr, I, I think it would heighten him a little, maybe more, because you know he had. He, I mean, their 2017 and 2018 teams. Anybody could have coached those teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this would be his second finals, just with like Stephen Clay leading the way. And, and Draymond, no, no Kevin Durant sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I think that would maybe add on more to Steve Kerr's legacy. Definitely, I believe. I believe this is also Steve Kerr's tenth appearance in the NBA Finals as a player and a coach combined. Yeah, he's like in a rarefied era of like very, very, very Indeed. few guys have ever done that before. Um, mm-hmm. I, so I see what you're saying, and I because I do think the same thing with Adoka as well, where. His first year, it's all icing on the cake kind of stuff. It's like yeah. uh, old buddy from uh, N- uh, UNC who uh, made the national championship this year. Um, like, no one expects you to get that far in your first year. Um, and when you do, it's awesome. You're playing with house money. Now, 
the one thing I will say, because I almost lean more Udoka than I do Kerr, and here's why. Because once you win a championship, and we've seen it with guys like Doc Rivers, the moment you have that on your resume, you're kind of in the fraternity for life. Like it's even if he's got a couple bad years, he can continue to use that like won a championship to Mm -hmm. his advantage to get other head coaching jobs down the road. Not that he'll need it, I don't think, but it helps. You know what I mean? I agree on that. Yeah. I think you see a lot of times in like the NFL – uh, like in, in all sports, because once you kind of win that championship, it, do, it doesn't matter like what your last few years have been. It's always he won a championship. He can he mm-hmm. knows how to get there. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, for example, like Doug Peterson, like it mm-hmm. ended badly for him in Philly, but Jacksonville picked him up. And one of the first things they say is he's a Super Bowl winning coach. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you 100 percent. And so it's it is. That is why I would lean more towards it matters to him because Kerr already has his legacy set in stone, like great player, great coach. And I almost think you're right. You could have put anybody on that team and coach that team. Like, you know, those, those dominant, dominant warrior teams that had KD and Steph and clay at his peak and Draymond green and, you know, all those other dudes that, that um, were really, really good. And they could have won a title. Um, or at least gotten to the championship, you know, there's still a lot more that goes into it, you know, but uh, I do think with such a young squad with him being a younger coach, I I would lean more toward Udoka in this one. Yeah. Okay. I see where you're coming from with that. Yeah. I just don't, I, I think it kind of helps Steve Kerr out a little bit because maybe it says, Oh, he's actually, you know, he wasn't just carried by coaching this great mm-hmm like super team sort of thing yeah he actually you know is a big big piece Mm -hmm. of it i can see that 100 too i think it's even more impressive well steve kerr won a a championship in his very first year as a head coach in 2015 with the warriors so Mm -hmm. he he, he kind of puts him on that level sort of thing yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um almost it's almost like the steve kerr mark jackson with adoka and brad stevens you know brad stevens is on the front office yeah 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 100 100 so you see like you see um, kind of did coaching matter in building the team and and then actually following through with it where you're right. Brad Stevens still is like very hands-on with the team and uh, organization, organization as, uh, as Biz would say. Um, and so I, I really like that you, you brought up that, that uh, you know, um yeah comparison between the two of them that's a good one ryan i didn't think about it that way so 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 yeah why what would be your second one my question is to win for boston to win this series they got to steal at least one game Mm -hmm. in golden state Mm -hmm. can they do that it is very i don't think they've golden state's lost a home game in this playoffs have they I don't think so, no. I'm trying to hear that. Memphis played them tough. No, Memphis only won at home because they mm-hmm. beat Memphis in six. Um, but even when the Cavs, like the Cavs in their four years that they faced Golden State in the finals, they won three games in Golden State. One in 2015 and then obviously two in 2016. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, they had some close games with them, but Golden State is hard to beat at home. Mm-hmm. And – 
for Boston to win this final, since they did not have home court, they literally have to win at least one game mm-hmm. in Golden State. And can they do that? I think they are talented enough to where they can do so, but it's easier said than done, obviously. I I think they can't do it. And this kind of goes along with my last question. So you want me to just piggyback this with my last yeah. question as well? Mm-hmm. So my last question was going to be who does have bigger home court advantage between Boston and okay. being in San Francisco. So I guess we can kind of mix those two together. Um, I'm going to say with the way these playoffs have gone, I'm going to say yes. I don't think it's game one. I think tonight in game one that we're going to get uh, a Golden State victory. Golden State's had a little bit of time off. I don't think they allow Russ to set in because they they do have a really good leadership core in those big three between uh, Curry, Clay, and Draymond. Uh, and so I think they can come out firing. I don't know if it's game two. Now, remind me, Ryan, are the finals 2-2-1-1-1? Yes. Okay. So I could see oh god that's i could see golden state winning two boston winning two boston winning game five i don't think boston wins one of these first two in san francisco um but i'm with you i think they are good enough that they could steal one in california yeah, they can, but, you know, kind of easier said than done. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the, the games that are most likely you're going to see uh, Golden State – or not Golden State, Boston win on the road are probably either – it's always game two, game five, or game mm-hmm. five sort of thing. Yeah, I don't what... see Boston – if this goes seven games, I, I, my prediction – I'll get to my prediction here in a minute, but I can't see this game going past six games, this series. I mean. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, so I, I said game five, I don't know if they lose, but you brought up a good point. Losing game two could be totally open. Now, if Golden State loses one at home, I think that they take one in Boston for sure. Um, If they're up 2-0, I don't know if Boston drops one at home. Um, as, as weird as that sounds, you know what I mean? I think, I think because teams then look at the series differently, if it's one, one, then if it's two, Oh, and we have to, we have to hold home court, uh, to kind of even things up. So, um, right. I, I think that it changes based off of that. Um, so who do you, who, between the two of them, who's got more of a home court advantage? Because I don't want to sleep on the Boston garden. I think that that is a really, really tough place to play because I think the fans are crazy and I think the history there. No, Boston um, is Boston's a tough place to play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so what do you? think? I just want to say Golden State. Just, I would say Golden State just because I've I've seen it. Like when Steph and Clay get hot, you know, in the moment when that place gets jumping, it is very hard to slow mm-hmm. them down. Now, do you think it's different that it's not Oracle? I think it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters, honestly. I don't know if it matters either. I don't know if it matters either. I mean, it's always funny how you don't think it matters. Like, it should never matter where you're playing, like, a home court advantage or thing because it's the same dimension, same mm-hmm. everything. The only you know, difference is, is one group of people, the percentage of people who are rooting for you sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I want to guys are able just to feed off of that energy, which helps. Yeah. And, I, and the reason I want to bring it up, like I said, is because I don't think Boston is a slouch place to play. Like I do think Boston is, is 
yeah. good. And and I well, I know they're good. They're in the NBA Finals. But I do think that playing there is really, really tough. Um, now, the only thing I would say is they have dropped a couple of games at home in these playoffs. And as you brought mm-hmm. up, I don't think Golden State has done the same thing. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, it's the NBA Finals. You know what I mean? So it's it's, it's yeah. not it's like your role play. Better at home. So yeah, yeah. Um, we can do more offensively. So yeah. I just think, and you've I've kind of seen it in the past where, like you know, I, I feel like Jordan Poole, he was more likely to have a good like twenty plus point game. Mm-hmm. Um, many is on the road yeah can't just focus on steph and clay because when you have to focus on the other guys and that's when steph and clay go to work exactly and i know it's cliche to say because obviously it's eastern conference versus western conference but it is legit east coast to west coast like it is across country that these guys are traveling Mm -hmm. so you got to wonder how much jet lag sets in now are they going every other day so we're getting it's i think it's about saturday well because game one's today. Game two's not until Sunday. Game two Sunday. Yeah. And then game three would be Wednesday. Then game four would be on Friday. So it okay. would be 2-2. Two, because two, I remember it might have been 2015 or 2016. Because LeBron had complained about how the Cavs got one less day of rest at between games three and four when they were at home than Golden State. Then Golden State did at home between games one and two. Yeah. sort of thing and and kind of the same thing when they went back between games four and five they had two games you know same thing because because you know that was the only time i got one day game of rest because between games five and because five six seven there it's home away home sort of thing mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sort of thing yeah uh so ryan what what is your third and final question before we get to our predictions for how we think these finals are going to go? Does, is, does Boston have kind of an unsung hero? Somebody not named uh, Tatum Brown or even Marcus Smart. Like, do they have somebody like um, a Peyton Pritchard who mm-hmm. can just come? I'm just going to say, can somebody like Peyton Pritchard come and have a couple of big games to kind of, you know, take some focus away from Tatum and Brown? Uh, the first guy, I think, and I don't know if he's an unsung hero because he really isn't, but to me, it's Al Horford. To me, to yeah, me, I it's, don't it's, want to use Horford because he seemed like he was yeah, too, too obvious, obvious way too obvious of a choice. Um, I mean, are you saying Peyton Pritchard then? Well, he, because he was still kind of one, he played, I, I only used him because He's not exactly a big na- – well, I mean, he was a good, co- good college player at Oregon, but he's a consi- he plays consistently off the bench, but he doesn't have, like, you know, the postseason experience. Like, he's a young guy, basically. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and I can see it too. I, I, think, I think for Boston, and we saw it with Miami, it's, I think it's going to have to be Horford. And I think Horford is the answer just because of his size, of his shooting ability, of his experience. It's crazy this is Horford's, like – first finals that he's ever been in like he's played in more playoff games without reaching a finals up until now um that's an insane insane stat so uh i think it's got to be horford because of the just leadership 
ability and quality that he mm-hmm. has, as well as his ability to shoot and also play on the on the you know uh, block. So I'm I'm copping out. I know I shouldn't. And I know I copped out with Clay already, but I'm gonna say Horford for this one. All right, Ryan. So let's just go ahead and get to it. All right. Um, who do you think's winning the NBA Finals? Why? And I know I kind of started off with who would be the MVP if it wasn't Steph or Tatum. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot and maybe give me your MVP based on your prediction as well. Okay. I'm going to go Golden State in six. Okay. Uh, This is how I see each game going. So I see Golden State winning the first two. Boston Mm -hmm. wins game four. No, Boston wins game three. Mm -hmm. Golden State wins game four. Boston then wins game five, and Golden State wins a tight game six. Okay. Yeah, I can see each team stealing one at home or on the road, excuse me. Okay. Okay. For MVP, this is tough for me because obviously Steph has never been an MVP. Mm. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say Jordan Poole. Okay. All right. I love that, Ryan. I do love that. Steph is like the obvious choice, even though he's never actually like he's the one you would expect to be the, the most valuable like finals mm-hmm. player. But I can just see someone else because Jordan Poole's been great throughout the playoffs too. I can just see him keeping that up. Yeah. Um. So I think, man, I also think Golden State. I do think Golden State wins it. I think the easier thing for me is saying Golden State and Steph. I don't think it, I don't think it matters how any how he plays. I think as long as he doesn't play like complete butt, he's gonna win MVP. I just think that I, I think they're just gonna give it to him. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I, I I think it's going to be really hard to not give it to Steph if Golden State wins, as long as he's Steph. Yes. Yes. Um, and so. I'm kind of with you. I think it's six. I think it's Golden State in six, but I'm actually going to say Golden State in seven. I'm going to say Golden State in seven. So I think – I do think it goes – Warriors win both games at home to start. Then the Celtics win both games. And then the Celtics win in Golden State. And then Golden State goes into Boston, wins game six and then wins game seven at home. Okay. I can see that too, but I just think Golden State is just going to be too much for Boston. I think Not they are Boston too. can't hang with them, No, but. I think so too. I think Boston – or we're looking at now where have they had – has Boston had two or three series that have gone to seven? The Heat went to seven. Yes. The – Brooklyn did not go to seven, so it's two. Because no. Milwaukee went to seven. Mm-hmm. So th- they've played more games than right. Golden State has had that, to. They might be able to. They're just going to be worn down by the end. They're going to have enough legs underneath. Fatigue's got to set in at some point. It has to. And they're going. The re- the biggest reason I think that tonight. Now again, when this comes out, we already know that um, Golden State is going to win at home in Game One, is mm-hmm. because they're the. Boston's coming off an emotional game seven against the Heat. Yes. In Miami, now having to go across country to play Golden State. I just – something's got to give, right? 
something has to give there. Um, now I think I, that I, they I see what you mean. I think they get their legs under them back when they're back home, uh, and having that extra day off is going to help. But man, I don't know. I, I'm I'm going to say I'm going to say Golden State in seven. Yeah, it, they're just going to be so tough to beat, especially mm-hmm. at like in Golden State. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like I said, I'm going to say Steph Curry, Steph Curry MVP. So there we go. There we go. Anybody but Boston. Anybody but Boston. But I still can't root for Golden State. It's It's okay. Um, All right, Ryan. Uh, You actually were the one that brought on wanted to talk hockey before we came on. And I said, do you want to do you want to throw your hat into there at all? And you said, sure. So I'm going to defer to you real quick and I'll just go off whatever you want to say. What are we thinking hockey wise? I don't have much to say, but Mm -hmm. that's okay. Let's go Rangers. Rangers, how about them, dude? So I'm right. I mean, that's really been the only games I've really watched. I watched mm -hmm. uh, game six and then game seven. I mean, I don't know. I always say I want to get into hockey, but I just never do, just probably because I just like basketball so much. But yeah, 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 that's okay. Much to say, but um, yeah, go Rangers. That's all (laughs) I'm gonna say. I was, I was. I was not shocked the Rangers won game six in New York and in their last series with Carolina. I was blown away. They were able to win game seven in Carolina. Cause I, I think up to that point, the hurricanes had not lost a game at home uh, in the playoffs. Um, they were really bad on the road. They were awesome at home. So losing that one at home was kind of shocking to me. Um, the one that got me was the Rangers winning last night against Tampa or Wednesday night against Tampa Bay, because I'm like all in on Tampa Bay at two time defending champions. Like if they've made it this far, I hope that they just can go ahead and, and win it again. Cause that would be insane. Um, and they came out and absolutely Molly walked uh, the, the, the debate of rest versus rust um, Tampa Bay lightning. So uh, I think the Rangers do have a good chance. They're ahead of schedule from what I understand on their, their window to win a championship. So um, I, I can't side with New York teams often. I, I love that they're there. Um, and it was, I, I still can't. Now I think lightning, the lightning win game two uh, in Tampa Bay. Uh, I don't think that they lose well, they, they, the Lightning just don't lose back-to-back games in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They haven't done it in, like, two years, three years. Um, Probably since when they played Columbus, right? It is since last time they, when they played Columbus. Already. Yes. We're just different. Yeah, built differently uh, here in Ohio. <laughs> uh, so, yes, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say they don't lose game two at home. Uh, but, yeah, the Rangers, such a great story. It really depends on the goaltending. But, man, they're Alrighty. awesome. Uh, and did you watch any of that? avalanche game against edmonton i did not okay so as of right now that game has already started um i actually am going to check it right now that first game ryan was probably the most Mm -hmm. exciting game of hockey i've ever seen in my life really um edmonton or colorado came out and scored immediately immediately they scored and then edmonton came back and scored and then it was like Every Ryan, I'm not kidding you. Three minutes a goal was scored. It was insane. The f- first period ended like four to three, 
which is usually what like games end at. So like, and the second period started and it was the same thing. It was like Edmonton would tie it. And then like two minutes later, the Avalanche would score again and they'd go up. And then like three minutes later, the Avalanche would score again. And they, and and so I, I believe the final score was eight to six. Um, in the final, but we're seeing uh, McDavid for the Edmonton Oilers, who I believe was an one overall pick, uh, and Nathan McKinnon uh, for the Avs, who was also an one overall pick. Uh, the big story has been them going up against each other. Um, McKinnon, I believe, is a defenseman, um, but they bring him past uh, half ice, and he does score goals okay. at times, where McDavid is just a score goaling machine for Edmonton. Um and so, uh, yeah, dude, it was awesome. It was it. It was my favorite hockey game I've seen since I started like really paying attention to watching hockey a bunch. It was just goal after goal after goal after goal. Um, and right now it's zero zero with seven minutes left in the first period. Um, I believe uh, I read an article today that it uh, the over under was set at seven. It got up seven and a half at one point. The highest it's ever been. Uh, in a hockey game on hockey playoffs since they started like actually having betting lines and numbers for things like that. So um, uh, right now the unders looking pretty good because it's zero zero. I think both teams are their goalies are like scared to get scored on. So they're really playing good defense right now, but uh, yeah, that series should be really, really good. I have, and it seems like my futures just do terrible uh, when I say them on this show, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> I have the Avs to win it all, so I, I need them to get out of this one with Edmonton. I think if they're going to win it, it's going to be this year. Uh, and so I'd be in a real pickle. Not really, because I really don't have stakes in, in the Lightning, but I do think a three-peat in hockey would be pretty cool because you just don't see it happen often. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, awesome. Uh, if you get a chance, Ryan. Watch Edmonton Avalanche when we get off here before before the finals game starts. If you want to watch the finals game, I know that you don't have a ton of ton of skin in that game or series either. So, um, but it would not hurt my feelings if you chose to watch the NBA finals over. Uh, watch it because really, there's no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Guardians don't play tonight. There's really, I don't think there's really any baseball on. So I'll probably watch the finals. It's going to be weird. Because there's really no – I have no rooting interest, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to find – it's, it's, I don't like either team. No, I, but I bet as you're watching it, you're going to start siding for one team or another. I can almost guarantee it. Like, even – even just sports, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You can I, always say, like, I don't care who wins. But, like, deep down, there's always one team you really don't want to see win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so – but hockey's been great. I'm hoping that these NBA finals are good. And man, I the 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 Edmonton series out west, the Western Conference Finals is just gonna be electric and go abs. So um, but Ryan, uh we kind of discussed a little bit before uh actually hopping on. Uh not a lot of NFL uh or hockey or not not hockey, but uh college football news going on right now um but there was one one kind of biggish thing that came out today uh the retirement of uh fitz ryan fitzpatrick um i believe i saw 17 seasons 
Crazy. nine different teams, something like that. I think it was nine or yeah. ten different teams. Sounds all right. Like a third of the league he the played most for. Consistent. Yeah, the most consistent, mm-hmm. consistent quarterback in the league. Like we also get uh, Buffalo gave him a big extension, and they like cut him a year later. <laughs> he, it's insane. He had, he had his moments everywhere he was. Mm-hmm. Like the guy was just a character. He just I, I don't know if we'll ever. He, yeah, he might be the best journeyman quarterback like we've ever seen. Just he had his moments everywhere he went. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I I would contend one of the best backup quarterbacks to ever we've ever seen. Because as a starter, he wasn't like amazing, amazing. When he came off the bench, or like uh, uh, the starter got injured and he had to come in later in the season, he was always yeah. awesome. Like when he was filling in for Jameis when he was in Tampa Bay. Like, exactly, that was amazing. Yeah. And then it, it, this is what happens with Fitz. Always what happened with Fitzpatrick. Once you got high on the guy, he immediately would flop. And yes. like, oh, he's you know we get we you know he's not anything special and then when you kind of give up he does it again sort of thing like mm-hmm. it's just well we may never see another guy like that no but. no I, and i think when you when you said that today when we were texting each other and you said the most consistent inconsistent quarterback of all time I, I was like that actually makes so much sense it's insane how much sense that makes uh so yeah um sad to see him go uh, because like you said, he's he an absolute character, uh, smart as all get out, but just loved playing football and didn't yeah. have to play football because he was so smart, but he did anyway. Yeah. Know, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so, uh, but like I said, not, not, not a ton, uh, coming out of, uh, the NFL or anything like that. And so I'm sure as training camps start to get along, uh, a little bit more. The only other thing is that uh, Kyler Murray did show up. I really don't have much to say about that. I really don't care that much about it. Um, I think that right now he's just trying to save face because he's trying to get a that contract extension. And I think there's two ways of doing it. You either hold out or you show up. And I think that he decided to to show up and say like, you know, hey, I will be here and I will do this kind of stuff. But, um, but uh other than that really nothing going on in the league right now it's all basketball all the time you know what i mean anyway 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 well uh with that being said thank you all for listening once again uh really really do appreciate remember download subscribe rate review leave a comment do all those things it really really does help and really do appreciate it um and uh with all that we will see you next time